This is a Soulfire production. You're listening to the Simply Be podcast, episode number 153. Well, happy new year, my friends. Holy moly, amazing. We are in the year 2022. Just take a deep breath on that one. We're here. It's a fresh, clean slate. I love me a new year. It's the personal growth junkies, personal Christmas. <laughs> it's like we love January more than we love the holidays. It's just, mm, it feels so good. And as you know, at the beginning of every month, whether it's a fresh new year or a fresh new month, we start with a fresh new intention. And we're going to switch things up in 2022 on the podcast. I'm going to bring in some new voices to help me co-host some conversations. We're going to switch up a little bit of the themes. We're going to broaden it out so that we're not only talking about a word, but potentially a concept or a relevant idea, conversation that's happening in the world. So really, really excited about all that's to come here in 2022. I'm especially excited to kick off the year 2022 two with you live in just a few weeks at the Be Experience Live on January 23rd. And I'll, I'll get there in a second. But what I really wanted to share, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm having a bit of a, a moment because of my guest today and the fact that I get to record this introduction and talk about her and say she's on my show today. It's just a moment. I'm sitting down with Daniel Laporte, who is, when it comes to thought leaders, aspirational female entrepreneurs, gurus, visionaries in the world that I have been virtually mentored by, she is the top. She is it for me. She is my number one, deepest inspiration, greatest aspiration, and truly the only person that I follow that I have been following for the last, I don't even know how many years, seven, eight years that I could point to and say, this woman has changed my life. This woman has helped me become who I am. This woman has had true, deep and consistent impact on how I see myself and how I show up in the world. And I'm going to get emotional. I got emo- I cried to her at the beginning of this interview, like a goddamn baby. I was like, I don't mean to sound like a fangirl, but like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm talking to you. And it was honestly, forget my, my own personal opinions and feelings about Daniel Laporte. This conversation was honestly one of the best conversations I've ever had the opportunity to have in my life. And her wisdom on authenticity and transformation and vulnerability was masterful, was pure truth and fully embodied. And I'm just really excited to bring this conversation to you. I'm even more excited to partner with her. We had a vibe. (laughs) That was probably the coolest part about the conversation. Wasn't I was talking to her as, you know, student, teacher, um, guru, disciple, but honestly, as as equals, I want to say as as two women that really got each other. The two women who really like saw each other. It was really, really sacred. And so I know I typically start each and every month with a solo 
introducing the theme of the month. And instead I decided to kick off this year to share January's theme, which I'm going to share in a second with Daniel Laporte. I kind of couldn't think of a better way to begin the Simply Be Podcasts trajectory for this year with my ultimate, deepest, greatest virtual mentor. And so the theme of the month, of course, here in January is my be experience. We're going to, of course, talk about this event that we're throwing on January 23rd a lot this month and really excited to be with all of you on, on that date. But, but my be experience is, you know, why I, I do this show, what my journey has been like throughout these last, I don't know, five, six, seven years as I've evolved to create a business like Simply Be, to, to write the book, to serve clients all over the world, to develop programs like the Be Experience Live and, and beyond. And it started really truly with the journey that I've taken within. I truly believe that your business and career will only expand to the degree in which you expand as a person, as a soul, as a spiritual being having a human experience here on this planet. It's all intrinsically connected. And I found Danielle Laporte's work in 2014 when I was leaving Cheeky Chicago to start Simply Be, and I was broken. I was broke. I was miserable. I was toxic internally and externally in my relationships. And I found the desire map. And I decided to try it out. And I came up with my core desired feelings that year, which I remember clearly. I've done it now seven years in a row. I have new core desired feelings each and every year from that exploration. And that first go round, I chose the core desired feelings of abundance, joy, creativity, and inspired. And I was the polar opposite of all of those words. I was broke. I was miserable. I was totally uninspired and had no creativity because I was broken and inspired and, and miserable. So there's that. And when I dug into not just what I wanted to do and create in the world, but how I wanted to feel along the way, who I needed to be along the way, that is really when my life changed. My my whole path started to unfold into this business of simply be and trusting myself and understanding I could be who I was and attuning and embodying the feelings of those, those words. And I've done the desire map at the top of every single year ever since. And it was so amazing talking to Danielle Laporte today because she has evolved. She, you know, blew up in the desire map era. You know, if you're familiar with her work, you know, her planners were a big deal. It was like desire map, desire map, desire map. And she has shed that layer in her passion and her business as well to create a, the sort of the next evolution, the next step up, the next level, which is the heart-centered membership and the heart-centered facilitator program, which is what I am as a entrepreneur extremely excited to tell you about today. So. This program for facilitators is right on time for a world that needs to have these kinds of healing conversations. It's licensed teaching tools for coaches, 
counselors, team builders, wellness professionals, and dreamers and idealists of all kinds. And in this program, you can use the content in so many ways for so many people in one-on-ones, in workshops, as a complement to your current offerings, as a follow-along program in the workplace, for wellness retreats with students. This is a true complement to any of your programs. You can charge your own rates for this program, or you can have a pay what you choose for the world. You can bundle it with more value using the facilitator program content. There are 30 plus exercises that are built on the guiding premise that a heart-centered life is a reflective life. And I think this has a place in every single client interaction that we all serve. And when we live more reflectively, we behave less reactively and we're receptive and responsive to a higher wisdom. Her training in the fundamentals of facilitation, which is created with integral master coaches, will help even the most seasoned facilitators up their game and their offerings. And if you're just starting out in your business, this is an incredible, solid learning foundation to really embody your own genius and skills using the support of this content. It's truly Danielle Laporte at her finest. I am so excited to share with you that we have partnered up on her facilitator program and the Be Experience Live. So when you join the Heart Centered Facilitator Program with Danielle Laporte, you will get access to the Be Experience Live and all that it has to offer the workshop, the course, the workbook, the access to the digital library, the playlist from Megan Taylor, and the Authenticity Resource Guide for free. Yep. So if you join Danielle Laporte's Heart Centered Facilitator Program, you get the Be Experience Live on me. So totally free. So I am going to leave the link to learn more about the Heart Centered Facilitator Program in the show notes. And definitely check it out if you're an entrepreneur looking to really bring more inspiration, ideas, direction, true concrete content and curriculum to the experiences that you provide as an entrepreneur with your clients. I think this is truly a fit for any woman or person really looking to bring more authenticity into the world through her work. This is truly why I feel so fucking aligned to to her mission and message. And I always have, yes, we do different things, but we have both the same end goal. And she really is the tippy tippy top. And this is just such a brilliant program that she's created with her team. So filled with value. It's a steal what you're getting in the Heart Centered Facilitator Program, plus the bonus of the Be Experience Live for free. Hello. So you don't want to miss it. Definitely check it out in the show notes. And I'm going to stop talking so that you can hear from Queen D directly herself and in this incredible conversation that um, honestly changed my life. She continues to change my life and I, I hope that she helps you and in, in yours. So without further ado, here's my conversation with the remarkable Danielle Laporte. I've been using the word embodied a lot. What does embodied mean for you? I have been using that word too a lot. That's wonderful. Um, 
it's a, it's a visceral come from, it's not an exterior value. You know, one of my friends recently said to me, there's a lot of things we value. doesn't mean we do anything about it. And Mm -hmm. so to embody is to behold, is to vibrate, is to have this innate sense of service. And I think it's very feminine, to be frank. Embodiment, you know, comes from your Mm -hmm. your heart, your emotions, and energy. And Mm -hmm. that's really all that I look for. And and I try to align and resonate with is just energy. And so Mm -hmm. embodiment is just a, a great question. Is this, are you interviewing me on my show or am I interviewing you? Yeah, let's go. Let's but keep going. No, it's really a good question. How do you define embodiment? Well, I've been writing about virtues. So virtues are not feelings. Virtues are states of being. They're states of consciousness. Yeah. And to embody it is like you're just really letting the higher kind of come in. And, and when that happens, then you're going to have that consistency. Like, Mm. so, you know, you could pick any virtue and you could like, I want to be compassion. Then you're going to speak with a compassionate tone and you're going to make compassionate eating choices and you're going to do compassionate business and you're going to, everything's got that compassionate glow. That's embodiment. It's consistency. Yes. Yeah. Yes, consistent. No branding. Yeah. It's so beyond branding. <laughs> yeah. True, true that, you know. And that's what I actually try and teach in my branding agency, right? So we're all about building the personal brands of service-based authentic leaders in the world and the branding only can come alive and and work effectively if you are embodied. You've done that so so beautifully. I've watched, you know, your your business and your brand and your impact really, you know, flourished these last few years since I found you mm-hmm. in 2014. Mm-hmm. And so my, my first question that I have for you, as I wipe away my, my tears of, of joy and gratitude is, you know, you wrote, you literally wrote the book on desire, you know, and I, it really yeah. awakened me. It's awakened so many people, you know, really connected me into my heart center in a way that, you know, was, was really tangible and and embodiable. And so I want to know just cuz you've got so much I've seen the evolution and I'd love to know what are you desiring right now? Danielle. A lot less than I used to. <laughs> I am more interested in two words. One is simplicity. And the other word is aspiration. And then they kind of mash together. So um, simplicity is a spiritual practice. So like in the last two years, I got rid of half of my material possessions. I moved out of a house. I moved into a small apartment. I've stopped doing a bunch of things in my business. It's affected how I shop. It's affected how I relate. It's affected my overachieving way in relationships and just like simplicity. I am less concerned about numbers. I mean, I've never really been a numbers person, 
If something sells, great. Do I want to sell as many as possible? Yes. Do I want to make lots and lots of? Totally. But now I'm just like, I don't have as much tension around spotlight or who's getting on what shows or I just really don't, I'm just not that interested anymore. And that's come out of really considering like just giving it all up. So yeah, yeah, consider giving it all up. And then I came, my pendulum kind of just swung to simplicity. This is, but your question is about desire. So back to the question about desire, I'm more interested in aspiration. Aspiration is about like, I just want to be a higher state of consciousness. I want to be embodied. So whatever that state is, like, I want to be love. I want to be love. I want to know God's perfect love. I want to be that perfect love. I want to get this love thing down. Or I want to be generous. Or I want to be forgiving. Or all those beautiful things. And if that's a focus, it really, desire doesn't matter as much. But here's the thing. And I have like, it's a great question to begin with. Thank you. Because, you know, I've looked at this upside down and inside out for like a decade now. Yeah. And I've really struggled with desire. Like... I'm not the same person as I was when I wrote the desire map. And, you know, I made a huge pivot, right? It's like, and I I really haven't talked about this yet. So you're getting me on like a fresh day, but you know, like the desire map, it was like a thing, you know, and it's this book and it, and then became a day planning system, which is like, you know, in business speak, it was like a huge vertical for us. And then I had like 400 desire map facilitators doing desire map workshops every weekend somewhere in the world. And then I just realized like there's more and it's not just a desire map anymore. I'm going to take the desire map, all the lessons around desire and feelings mattering. Like this is what I think was why it worked was so many, mostly women and a lot of cool men were just had this epiphany. Like my feelings matter. Yes, your feelings matter. They are a global positioning system to your soul. They matter. They matter. Okay, now let's move on. You know what else matters is like your state of being. Having this has been my big epiphany is that having a meaningful, purposeful life is not predicated on how you feel. Because, you know, I mean, we even just in our short conversation here, you know, you can be having a rough time and you can still be of service to somebody. And that is going to make you feel deep and love. So then is the question like, Hey, what am I going to do today to be happy? Yes. That is actually still the question, but there's another bigger question that embraces all of that, which is what do you want to embody? And so desire isn't driving me as much, but we're always going to have desires and we're always going to be having a mind. The mind is always going to be thinking. The mind will always be in want mode. It wants to think. It wants to create. All manifestation happens through the mind. And sometimes it drives us crazy, you know? And, um, but the question is like, what are you desiring? So I want to inspire people to desire higher. Didn't even intend for that to rhyme, but it did. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> there you go. I, I'm amazed, amazed. Okay. So just 
swinging back to this simplicity thing, because I think it's really fascinating. And I listened to your podcast that you sold all your stuff, you downsized, you've changed your business, you've simplified. What was the the apex of that moment? Like what really, was there a specific moment that shifted you out from yeah. where you were to where, I know it's a constant evolution, but. Yeah, no, this, it was a very specific moment. It was like, you know, it's almost two years ago now, a year and a half when all the world health stuff started going wobbly. And I considered like my death, my career and my love life really. And I thought, I mean, I just have this really strong sense that, you know, this is a passage. I'm not the only one who thinks this. I mean, this is, you know, this has been prophesized by many mystics. Like this is not original thinking, but it's like, we're in this passage. It's called the golden age or the age of Aquarius or the era of enlightened enlightenment. It doesn't matter. We all know that things are crumbling. Those of us who are like conscious enough know that like, Hey, this is a good thing. Normal wasn't working before. Normal has pillaged the planet and our nervous systems and like things got to change. So when we all know, like on this micro level, like things fall apart (laughs) so you can like emerge and we don't want to get it back to where it was. That's absurd. If anybody is listening and you think you think it's going back to the way it was, it's not. (laughs) And do we really want it to? Well, maybe you want it to, but it's going to be hard if you are clinging to the way life was because it was global dysfunction. And I went through like this three, four month process where I just like, am I going to die? Do I have to be willing to die? Am I afraid of death? And, you know, I really think what's driving this like mass situation is if ever ultimately a fear of death for everybody and look what look at what it's doing to us yeah it's making us mad we're going into insane behavior we are and everybody's stuff is up because of this doesn't matter what choices you're making your stuff it is up and i thought okay well i'm not afraid of dying i'm not afraid of dying but maybe it's my time So I was like, okay, God, if you're going to take my life shortly or sooner than I thought, all right, I will be done. Okay. But I'm going to put in my request. I actually don't want to die. In fact, I feel more alive than ever. I feel more useful than ever. I have a son. I'm here. But okay. So, you know, that was a great conversation to have. (laughs) And then the next level was, okay, career. Like, Is this really what I should be doing? Is this the most useful thing for me? Why am I doing this? What am I attached to? And I thought, well, okay. I'm still going to be Danielle, a soul named Danielle. If nobody knows me, if I just evaporated somehow, if it all went away, if there was no technology, if I did something else, if I waited on tables, if I became a gardener, I'm still me and life has still got me and I'm still worth and I'm still love and I'm still articulate. It's not even about being articulate. That's a personality thing, but like life is still going to hold me and I'm still going to have a relationship with 
aliveness. Okay, I don't need to do this career, but I want to be useful, pretty committed to being useful. And then I was like, well, don't be silly. Of course, I'm still going to do this career because why would I not? This is, it's in my wheelhouse, so to speak. <laughs> so I'm going to keep doing this, right? Um, but let's clean a few things up and I don't, I, you know, I just want to do what I want to do. Okay, last thing was, and now all the chicks who want to like be with a partner, you can lean in really close and listen to this one. You want to talk about soulmates and manifesto, you know, we could just do a whole conversation just about dudes, you know? Yeah, totally. I had wanted to be in that partnership, you know, my beloved, the king. Oh, don't even get me started on this whole paradigm around the king. I think it's killing us, but I wanted a king because I was a queen, all that. And, you know, it'd been a desire that had been really like ran my life. And then I was solo for a long time. So it was really running my life. And I said, okay, I'm willing to die. I'm willing to give up my career. I am willing to give up this desire for a partnership. I'm still going to be loved. I'm still going to be beauty energy, you know, like maybe I'm meant to be like kind of a, a more of a monk. And get my kid out into the world, which is pretty much happening. You know, he's 17 now. And maybe that's just my thing, as ironic as it seems, because I am clearly wired for relationship, you know, like I am of this world. I love men. I like to mate, you know, yeah. um, I was like willing to walk away. And then that came back too. So I went a few months were like, for real, like I wasn't joking. It wasn't a fake give it up. I was like, really like, okay, I am just going to be desireless in that regard. Then I was like, yeah, no, um, I actually do want a life partner and I'm going to take a risk on myself. So dear God, life creation, divine mother, Maybe it isn't right for me, but I believe that it is. So you show me if it is, if my will is aligned with your will. And I, <laughs> it's so cliche. Oh my God. I met this amazing man like two weeks later. What? Two weeks? And, we're, and he's it. I, I, I see it a little bit. I think on your Instagram stories, you look very in love. Mm, yeah. He plays a lot of guitar. <laughs> um, and it was, you know, and then like the, the bow on top of that is so worth the wait. Wished I hadn't pined so much. Wished I would have lived a little more. I mean, it, I wasn't, wasn't exactly, you know, hold up, but um, all that energy to pining. I could have been doing more yoga. I could have been writing another book. Yeah. But anyway, worth it. <laughs> so good, Danielle. So good. This moment, it sounds like it was a series of of moments, conversations with yourself, with God, of surrendering, really like releasing and surrendering. And I'm first of all so happy for you about your your mate and mm. your mm. podcast on downsizing your home and burning and throwing away half your shit more than half your shit was really inspiring. Female entrepreneur yeah. to female entrepreneur. And I have a lot of, you know, business women who listen to my show. I want to click into 
what you did, because I've noticed the shift in your business. Like, like obviously, you know, you've launched Heart Centered, like things have, you know, you announced the day planners were done. Like I've witnessed the tactical stuff shift around, but it's an energy that I've also seen really metamorphose over this last year, specifically in you. Like when I catch your IG lives, I'm like, she's really like embodied. She's really grounded and, and like coming from this place of just a different vibration. And I personally struggle with the hustle, with the doing, you know, my business personally has exploded over these last five years, doubled my team this year. The book was really a tremendous tool for us. And, and I'm having a hard time shifting out of that vibration. And I think a lot of women do. Um, and I've just really shifting out of the hustle. Yeah. Shifting out of the hustle, the control, the need to do. You know, I saw like a, a friend of mine who's a female entrepreneur who runs a pretty killer business say that she doesn't even check her email anymore. And I was like, how is that even possible? But there's this, I didn't, mm-hmm. I, I, I know, but there's this <laughs> wave I see of women, like really stepping into this energy of trust and like a different type of magnetism. Mm. And I just would love to learn more about your business and how, how it's changed you know, where you sit as the CEO versus where you used to more about your team. Can you just walk me through kind of the day in the life of team Danielle and, and what that's, what that looks like today and how it's shifted from before. Well, I am more myself than ever. Yeah. And that means I am more gentle than I used to be. And that's the shift. And that's what I think is felt. I mean, I've heard this a lot in the last couple of years. People are like, you're different. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't swear as much. I don't, I have way less to prove. Um, I, you know, I went through some, a really dark night and I don't use that term lightly. That is a term people need to stop using. <laughs> Unless they really know, like a dark night is not a breakup, sister. It may be, it may propel you to that. And it may be painful. I'm not invalidating all, you know, the the intensity of relationship, but like a dark night is like, really, you question your identity. You do not feel it. You feel there's a, there's a quality of like annihilation to it. And may you not have to go through it in this lifetime to, to, to be radiant, but I mean, I really questioned existence a few years ago and, you know, found light, found trust, found like now I'll tell you, this is one thing I thought I would never say, you know, lots of people, I'm just happy to be alive. And I'd be just like, well, think a little higher than that. I mean, to be you just, just alive. That's so basic. And now I'm there. I'm one of those people. I'm just like, I'm just happy to be alive. I am participating in a miracle right now. My heart is beating and I do not have to think about it. Something is breathing me. I am protected. I'm here. I am, I am so well taken care of. I get to, and I still have bumps and bruises and hurts and anxieties and physical things. Like I'm, I'm, it's all still very human, but I'm meeting those things with like 
more acceptance and like there's just an acceptance like this is what's happening it's also part of the miracle so i suffer less and um i feel yeah gentleness is really the payoff if i can just put it in like in a business it's my roi on the dark night of the soul is fucking amazing um and then how it's translated into the businesses I was committed to desire map. Yeah. 80%. Interesting. And that 20% that makes all the difference was like, I got another bike book to write and I want to go do this and don't fence me in and I need to be free and la 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 la. And I don't feel that way now. Like I feel I'm home. Everything now is heart centered. Like, there's all sorts of things in my career that didn't take off when I just like, what, you know, like early, early, early on in the days, you know, like I wrote this book and Oprah called and, and we didn't get on the show because the season closed before we could get our B roll in and oh. all of that. And I'm so glad I never got onto Oprah because my life would have gone off in this trajectory. And it's like, I'm kind of glad I was only 80% in with desire map. I mean, it was, it's been a good financial success to help me get a house in Vancouver, which is saying a lot, if you've ever been to Vancouver. Um, But now I'm home with heart centered. It's all of me. It's more God. I speak very unapologetically, but also very inclusively about God, spirit, divinity, creation. This is why we're here. Um, I'd really just want to talk about the intelligence of the heart now. Mm. And so I am, this is the, this is the phrase. Should we just go through the phrases of of our time? Nuance. (laughs) (laughs) Nuances and doubling down. Yeah. Um, But I have doubled down on the nuance. I am doubling down on all things heart centered. And I also, you know, part of this gentleness and this open heartedness that I am now is like, I really want to be with people. I, I used to really over identify with being an introvert. And I just like, I'm so over it. I'm over being an introvert. I'm over being a Gemini. I'm over being all the lab. I'm over being an influencer barf, (laughs) you know? Um, (laughs) And I want to be with people. And so the business is now designed to be with people for me to be with people. And I can't do that. If I'm approving the layout for a day planner and, um, that, you know, that was a big leap, like two significant leaps for those of you who are listening or entrepreneurs, you know, for me to come out and say, Hey, Hundreds of desire map facilitators who are paying us $2,000 for the license to license this content. Guess what? It's all going away. And, you know, a lot of, I see a lot of people in our space, they hold on to their gimmicks and what's working, but it's kind of stale and it's not fresh. And, and I said to them, and this is, if I do say so, this is leadership. When you stand up and you say, trust me, I've got you. 
and you might make a mistake, but you've really got to feel so whole in yourself that you are going to petition for people's trust. And I did that and said, I know this is a bit discombobulating. And I know you all have even branded around being a desire map facilitator. And you, and you got a case of books sitting in your basement for the next workshop. Keep doing that and just stay with me. And together, we're going to evolve this content. And it's called Heart Centered. And, you know, my blessing and my curse is I'm just like, hey, everybody, I figured this out yesterday. Let me tell you about it today. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, my team are like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm the same. Just give it a minute, Danielle, you know. <laughs> um, but that's how it happened one day. I just, we were having a Zoom call and I'm just like, yeah, it's called Heart Centered and we're evolving. And I hope you're going to stick along for the ride. And those women who stepped forward, you know, we built teams to overhaul the content and now they're committed. We're committed. We're family now. And uh, the business is built to, to support family. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Also, yeah. Let, let me talk really practically yeah. since I know you support a lot of entrepreneurs. I was paying a lot of money for a warehouse and fulfillment and shipping is bullshit Shipping, you know, I don't know when this conversation airs, but shipping has gone up 400 cost has gone up 400%. I can see in my own neighborhood, I can see all of these, these barges, these shipping containers, they come to, they come to the Harbor to hang out before they go in to unload. And the ocean is full of them. Now yeah. something is changing, you know, like I've been reading about log jams of ships at the Suez canal you know, the world health thing is affecting everything. So the lighter on the land that we can be, the wiser it is for so many reasons. And yeah. Yeah. So good. I'm fascinated. Cause I just, again, your career is so aspirational, <laughs> just fascinating in all the ways heart centered your brand. I was actually recently stalking your, your website in preparation for this interview. And it's all about the heart centered. It's, it's reimagined. And I don't know how recently you did that, but you've got a couple different avenues, right. That people can engage with your work now as you've evolved your, you know, more simplified way of doing Danielle Laporte, the business. And mm -hmm. tell me more about the heart centered program. Cause I know it's a membership, but you mentioned that the desire map actually evolved into more of this heart centered facilitator program, correct? Right. So there's two things. So first of all, like the ethos of it is that it's really the intelligence of the heart that is going to get us through to where we need to go. Like it's the answer. And it's, there's an accessibility to that wisdom that comes through community and meditation and conversation and sacred all kinds of sacred things. So that's the premise. The heart is where it's at. That when we live more reflectively, we act less reactively. Mm. So these are really, whether you're in my membership program, which is for individuals, where you become a heart-centered facilitator, these are all about tools for reflection and for resiliency. So in terms of the facilitator program, so right now I have, there's about 300 heart center facilitators and they are working with 
the largest consulting firms in the world. I don't know if I'm allowed to name names. And they are doing compassion circles in their living rooms. Some of them are yoga teachers. Some of them are moms with three kids and need some side hustle. All of this is about um, if you want to work in person with people in groups, you can do that. If you want to work one-on-one on Zoom and stay home, you can do that. But the the heart of the heart is that I've got like 34 exercises. So it's not like the sequenced methodology. It's like, here are conversation starters. Here's an exercise. Here's a practice. Here's a meditation. One is called holding polarization. And it's you walking your client or your team or your partner through a process on how we get through differing opinions together. I've got another exercise called the golden child and the needy child, which is about helping someone meet their inner child and do a little bit of shadow work. Um, It's, it's beautiful. So there's the content itself. And then we give you structures for, you want to do an evening workshop. Cool. You want to do a three-day workshop. Awesome. You want to do a little starter taster to introduce people to you and the work. Then here's like a little 60 minute Q and a we've designed for you. And I've also built something in with this round called business circles. So we're doing like a much more robust support system for this now where you come into like, you come into the fold and then once a month you're meeting with myself and my leadership team. And we're giving you this download on like, these are the trends that we're seeing right now. This is what we're doing behind the scenes. If we wanted to fill a workshop, this is what we would do. And then there's support from uh, the heart center facilitator community. They're just like, Hey, this is how you get butts in the seats. This is how you deal with someone in a workshop who's crying or who like grabs the mic, like really, yeah. you know, engage listening. And then there's the training. So I've worked with four integral master level certified coaches, like gold standard to help build the program. So you get training. It's all off the shelf on how to hold space how to really be an engaged listener. It's really robust it sounds and it's good. worth way more than we're charging for it, but I want it to just get out there. Absolutely. So we're going to make it accessible. I think that sounds like up the alley of pretty much everyone who would listen to my show because like everyone is boss babe mm-hmm. material and has mm-hmm. dynamic businesses and what you're, it, it sounds like these are really universal tools and yep. programs that can plug into, I mean, you're talking about family and yoga, but like, I know my listeners like, a, you know, running a company or a solopreneur and is finding ways to diversify her revenue, deepen her offerings. I, I want to sign up for this. This is amazing. Like I do workshops, corporate consulting. I do tons of team branding workshops. It's just, and the community aspect and then getting a high touch access to you and your team. That is mm-hmm. pretty incredible. I, it's a, and I, you know, I, I designed this for you know, like these exercises and conversations need to work for people who are just like, Hey, I'm on the spiritual path and I want some support. Cool. Sure. And they need to work for people who are like, I am falling apart help. And they need to work for a team. Like I've got lots of people coming forward saying like, I need some non woo woo stuff for the workplace. Totally. Great. This is it. Do the exercise called whatever, or people are just like, Hey, it's in my budget. 
Um, I just want this material for developing my own team. Cool. Knock yourself out. Yeah. Brilliant. I just got the chills for some reasons. It's hmm. sounds in like the feeling in the heart. I do. I feel it in the heart, heart centered. So good, Danielle. So good. Well, we'll um, share out a link to my community because I want them to, to get involved in you. And this sounds totally in alignment with a lot of the things that I practically obviously teach and point them towards doing, but it's, it's an anchoring and I think a, a leveling up and it's uh, the next evolution of you, which is like amazing. The work that you put mm-hmm. out into the world. Mm-hmm. To love. To love. You made a comment. I want to double back to it. You said, I have way less to prove now. And I love that you said that because mm-hmm. in, in my view, in many people's views, I'm sure you have proven already a lot. I mean, you are a successful author, a seven figure ish entrepreneur, not that it's about the money. You have been noted by Oprah's. I think you're part of her Super Soul 100 list, even though you weren't necessarily on the show. Like you've had a lot of really incredible accomplishments, you know, world class public speaker. Do you think that we have to get to a place where we've proven ourselves to then kind of ascend down to this space of, I don't have anything else to. I don't have to prove anything anymore. I think we exhaust our ego, like, or the ego exhausts us and we get there. And, you know, I've had this conversation with so many people about success. I've talked to like, you know, pro football dudes who are just like, I, you know, actually Lewis house Mm -hmm. as a friend, who's just like, you know, I won the award and I felt empty. Cause I just really wanted my dad, you know, my dad to say way to go. And so many women, baller women, success, you know, and, or, you know, really awarded artists who just like, yeah, I got there and was like, huh. And who wants to feel that? Like you do enough of that. And, you know, like, I see how, how did I feel having, so I had brunch with Oprah and, and a bunch of other people. And how did I feel? I felt, you know, it's this dance. You feel clingy a lot. Like, you know, you try and be cool, whether you're meeting with an editor of a magazine yeah. or you're on someone's podcast or, you know, Oprah is like three chairs away from you. And like, that clingy, I'm going to try and be endearing. So you give me what I think I need to be more famous. That feeling is gross. Yeah, totally. Nobody likes it. Everybody listening right now can relate to it. Nobody likes it. But the hunger eclipses that yuck feeling, right? We're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, she's going to give me access. And I even, I forget what your question was, but, uh, I got, sorry, I got distracted. by no, I'm with you. I was I'm with you. I'm, I'm at that brunch. I, uh, I asked you, you said I have less to prove. And my question was, do you feel women oh, have yeah. to then prove something first in order to feel that way eventually? Well, let me go so super esoteric for a second. Do it. And then we can get really back down to earth. Okay. Esoterically speaking, everybody, this is not real. <laughs> 
This is an illusion. We are living in a dream. This is not reality. This is stuff our mind is making up. So like step one, wake up and realize you're living in a dream that your mind is creating all of these, the different relationships and the projections and the rejections. And when you wake up to that, you can decide like, I'm going to be awake in the dream. I'm going to dream lucidly. I'm going to use my free will and my consciousness to then steer this in another direction. Okay. Then the next level is you steer it into the direction of the higher, the direction to virtues and love and to your God self. And that's the awakening. And when you just even start to consider that, you ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. It doesn't, you start to think more in terms of eternity. You start to think more in terms of what matters for your soul. You start to think more in terms of like what's meaningful. And it is not a little heart on a social media platform where all of us are filtered. And this is not real. You know, you know, what's, let me tell you what, so what is real? What's real is love. What's real are the moments you have with yourself, with life, with other people, where you open your heart and you actively adore somebody or you feel connected. That is all that matters. That is increasing your vibration. It's, it's, it's contributing to the glow that you are. We're really just light beings. Just everybody just picture yourself like an angel right now. That's you. That's what you really are. This is everything else, just a suitcase. And that's fun. And we can still want like our rad fingernails. And, you know, I still am looking for the fucking perfect pair of jeans um, that are not $300. Ridiculous, you know, and, but you do that with intention, do that out of celebration. Like it's a dream. I want to be as beautiful in this dream as I can be. And I'm going to be connected to everything. I'm going to be connected to everything. Yeah. So I had Marianne Williamson on my show and I asked her. Oh, way to go. Yeah. Thanks. I met, I actually had tea with her. She invited me to her house in DC. I was with her last month. It was a peak moment. What an honor. Sure. Totally. Like sitting down with like the OG and, yeah. you know, I, I really find you in many ways to be a, a pioneer of the now age, you know? And mm-hmm. I remember reading the desire map and it, for the first time in 2014 and being introduced to the concept of the divine feminine through you. Like you had stated that as an example of one of your core desired feelings. And so back to Marianne Williamson, I asked her um, as like the OG, OG, what do you think about this divine feminine sort of spiritual trend, like movement, you know, kind of happening all over the place. And she had a really interesting answer, you know, she, she coming up in the eighties, nineties, when it had a real when feminism in, in general had a real groundedness and a, and a point that it was, you know, rising up for against, I should say, you know, the, the, the evils and the hatreds and the injustices of the world. It was really interesting hearing her perspective. Um, and I think what she said, she said it made her sad. The divine feminine. She said the, the current trendiness of it all makes her sad. She said that it discouraged her. She said that it was, um, it had lost its way in, in certain ways from when she had, you know, been mm-hmm. 
in it back in the early nineties. And I could get down with that. It made me like consider it a little differently as well. And like I said, I read your book in 2014 and it's now 2021. And then the divine feminine is like, I don't know, got a million and one hashtags on Instagram and everyone's talking about it. And there's all these sort of new age, you know, spiritual conversations and modalities and groups. And I mean, you wrote the book, White Hot Truth, which I loved. And it really opened up just how you've dabbled in pretty much all of it. And, you know, mm-hmm. where, where do you find it now? Like if you were to just zoom up and kind of look down on it objectively, this, this rise in spirituality as a, as a trend and as a, you know, buzzword, even what do you, mm-hmm. how do you feel about it? It's necessary to get off track. Yeah. Um, I'm with Marianne. It's sad. The state, the state of divine femininity is looking pretty slutty and sorry and um, degraded, if you ask me. And I think it's being, you know, commodified and commercialized to sell tantric this and that by people who don't really understand what tantra or yoga is. And I'm not, I, I would never call myself a yogic anything really, but, um, things feel pretty soiled and like, you know, we're in a messed up time with, I'll say, I know we're in a messed up time when it's like, I look like a prude, (laughs) like, you know, like (laughs) just say, totally um, know what you're saying. Everybody just keep your pants on and And I think it points to this longing for home. I mean, everything's just a cry for help, right? So it's like, we want the mother. We want comfort. We want unconditional love. I think we want sacred sexuality. We want conscious romance and relationships. And so we're going to have to like misuse the sacred, turn it into something profane to get back to it being profound. And like, this is my journey has been, you do all those things and you come back and you go, wow, you know, what's spiritual. I just like accept who I am today. Um, I accept that I could disappear and I'm still seen by the heavens. And, um, and I think, you know, this, this gets in the, that, the track of the divine feminine, you could follow that down the road to wokeness and cancel culture and all these things that are, um, are turned into weapons actually. And that is what is sad to, to Marianne's response about it makes her sad. It's like, it makes me sad to see divinity weaponized. It's disgusting, really. I mean, let's just call it. It's disgusting. Yeah. And it's happening in all sectors, really. And we think that there is a debate about morality. There's not a debate for me. My heart knows what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. How do we find our way back to the truth around around this? It's a great question. You have to want to. 
and it will be inconvenient because you're going to wake up and go, oh my God, I've been saying that. I've been making money off of saying that. I need to stop saying that. Could affect your income, could affect your brand. Might have to rebrand. <laughs> um, and you're going to, there's some guilt in the waking up. And then you realize you have to love your guilt. And then you get to like, ah, oh, I'm lovable at all stages. No need for guilt. But it's this beautiful cycle. You know, guilt has the shadow side of guilt is the ego just wants to make you wrong and dirty and a big fuck up. And the light side of guilt is called having a conscience and morality and ethics and discernment from the heart. You know, let's go there. Um, yeah. Why are we even debating so much of what we're debating? We're headed towards lawlessness. And um, oh, I could go. I could go. What direction do you want to go in now? No, you better take this over. <laughs> I know. You answered my question beautifully. And I, I think it's what people need to hear. Truly, it was quite profound and simple in what you just said. We share a publisher. I don't know if you know that. I published my book with Sounds True uh, this oh, year. Oh, yes. I yeah. yeah. I don't know if you actually remember this, Danielle, but I left. I'm so fucking ballsy. I, I DM'd you. This was like a year ago. And I asked you to write my foreword. I'd never met you before. I don't know. That was me. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you really? Okay. And you could have just been like, no, you could have ignored it. You, <laughs> you left me two voice notes and you gave me the most mm -hmm. beautiful. No just gave me the most like heart centered response. And it just made me love you even more for the record. Um, mm -hmm. And then I ended up going to uh, Colorado and I recorded my audiobook with Jeff Mack, who said that he had recorded you and I was in that space and it was like, it was good enough. I was like, this is the same space. So many of the, you know, rates and, and my most. Oh, I sat in that space and yeah. They told me like Clarissa Pincola Estes uh -huh. recorded here. And I was just like, oh my God, uh -huh. let me just touch the throne. No, yeah. no doubt. No doubt. Renee Brown, Eckhart Tolle, like Jeff Mack was like, yep, this person, this, I was like, I am not worthy, but you know, of course I was. And it was, it was really quite beautiful. But I think, so back to that voice note, you just mentioned, and I'm just purely curious and slightly nosy. You had said you're working on another book potentially with them, mm -hmm. or can you tell, can you tell me more about what's next? Uh, what's next is it's due. I'm looking over <laughs> at my day right now. Um, the book is due in, uh, three weeks. Wow. Called how to be loving. Uh, I forget the subtitle cause I just signed off on the subtitle a couple of days ago and it's really about living a heart centered life. It's got a lot to do with virtues without me saying live a virtuous life. We'll see. Is with sounds true. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel pretty, pretty married to sounds true at this point. Yeah. 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 Well, when they offered me my book deal, I was like, you know, again, not to fangirl, but I was like, that's Danielle Laporte's publisher. Of course I got, I got my book went to auction. I got four offers and sounds true is like the one I really wanted. And when they came, it was just, and with the editor, I loved the most. It, yeah, I had a really good experience and it was just, mm -hmm quite an honor. It's still an yeah, honor. Tammy, Tammy has built something. Yeah. Quality. Yeah, she yeah. has. She's amazing. She had me on her podcast and like she does with, you know, all of her authors and 
I saw more of an influx of people coming through my platform after that podcast than any other mm. podcast mm. I was on. And I was on like 50. Yeah. Cause sounds true has an interesting audience, right? It's got like all of, you know, the self helpers and that yep. the age span is really wide. They've been around for a long time. Yeah. And then you've got the people, then you've got a lot of like really Buddhist focused people. Mm-hmm. And the age range for that skews to be a bit older. Yeah. Um, and then you have the, like the, the originals who were there for Clarissa Picola Estes. And you're just like, women who run with the wolves turn me into a woman, you know? <laughs> um, and then, then there's like the, the use, right. The up and coming voices. And so they got range. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Well, it's a very full circle. You know, just to say the least, yeah. to, to be talking to you, um, Danielle, you're, this was a true treat. I want to be mindful of our time. So I'm going to ask you one last question, which I an- okay. ask all of my guests, which I, lo- I love these finale questions. All right. <laughs> give it. I usually give my guests a warning and like, get, and then your wheels start turning. But I just, I actually skipped that part because I was crying to you at the beginning of the conversation. I forgot. So the uh, name of my podcast is Simply Be, right? That's the name of my business, the Simply Be Agency. I have this little tattoo on my wrist that says Simply Be that, you know, was the in- inspiration and impetus for it all. And it obviously has a lot of layers and meanings to me, but I also believe that's a, a deep phrase and it has a lot of layers in general. And I'd love to know what those two words simply be mean to you. Simply be, well, you could just fill it in, right? It's like, simply be me, simply be here, simply be aware, simply be love. I think it's just about like, what's the moment call for? You know, it's not... Mm. You know, our shadow self wants to just be prepared all the time and have the answer. And the cure that worked for us yesterday, we really hope it works for us today. And we just keep taking the same thing, doing the same thing. And I think simply be is just like, just be in the moment, be in the day. Maybe you can't be in the moment, but just be in the day. And it's like, what do you need today? Because everything is always changing. It's changing. You know, the stars are moving. You're interacting with all sorts of people. There's an ocean tide. There's, we're growing, we're falling asleep. We're waking up. So just like, okay, what, what now? Just simply be now. Yeah. I needed to hear that. (laughs) Here in Costa Rica, waiting, you know, resisting the clock ticking just trying to be present and soak it all in like moment to moment and not let it pass me by Mm -hmm. and yeah that's amazing it's beautiful it is really truly like highlight of my life to to sit down and talk to you and (laughs) i mean it like again not to like hashtag fangirl like but truly you have um a true gift and you're living it out and you know you're deeply clearly living your purpose, which is to be in service and to help change the world. And you do it one person at a time, as I say, and like, I, I'm one of them. So thank you. Mm, mm, I feel honored. Yeah. This is a great connection and I'm excited for you for however you're going to keep showing up. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm actually working on my second book right now. 
I don't want to talk too much about it, but in Costa Rica and it feels, I mean, I wrote my first book about authenticity and this one feels like even more authentic. (laughs) And I love what you said about the desire map is a book you wrote however many years ago and you've evolved and expanded beyond it. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's life. That sounds about right. And and it's been so life. And you have to like have the courage to grow in front of people. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just you're just a brand. Yeah. Chills. <laughs> you're just a brand. Danielle, thank you so much, mm-hmm. so so much. Deep of gratitude to you for all that you do and and for today. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everybody listening. Thank you. Love everybody. Hold hands. We gotta hold hands and love each other no matter what. <laughs>